Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Mike. And I'm Marty. And this is Two Guys, A League, and Some Guests. Let's get it started. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Guys, A League, and Guests. With a special emphasis on the guest this week, <laughs> it's actually a guest co-host, Scotty Mack, joining me this week. Scott, how's it going, my man? What's going on, buddy? Been a Not good too week. Much. This has been a fun oh week. man, is it ever? Is it ever? We got. Uh, I'm picking a pretty good week here to have you on. I think, or I should say, <laughs> actually, Marty. I think putting out the uh, text early on this week to uh, get you on the show. Uh, so Marty, kind of reaching out, uh, reaching out to you. Pretty good week to have you on. We're going to get into that, obviously, with our uh, check my fanny segment. Scott having a pretty great week. Don't want to divulge too much more other than that. Um, of course, uh, this uh, uh, this episode is brought to you as always uh, from the Hockey Podcast Network, and of course our sponsors DraftKings and Raycon. Um, so this week, uh, of course, we're going to throw the beauties and the beast at the end there too, as we always do. Um, we're going to start things off, I think, this week. Uh, I think we're getting a little close to home here, bud. Yeah, uh, in regards yeah. to in regards to the Ottawa Senators, um, lots lots on the bone here, my man. And of course, uh, them being your favorite team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Rock the hat. Lot, Rock the hat lots, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> lots to get into there. Um, so you know what? I mean, how you feeling? Uh, it's been a. a, a you know what? I was going to say it's been a weird year, but this is pretty much exactly how every season goes for the Sens. It's <laughs> three months of drama, and then they somehow turn things around and try to race to the finish line. This year has been particularly interesting. Um, if you're looking at, uh, you know, there's some really good additions to the team, I thought. Yeah. Um, I think Tarasenko is, has been exactly kind of where I thought he would be. Um, He's had a great start, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think Stutz is putting up a lot of good points, picking up where he's left off. You almost want to see him get going. Like, it's funny. For a guy, he's got 17 points already, but he doesn't feel like he's really lifted off yet. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like, he's, like he's, not, he's not fully on fire yet, you know what I mean? He's like, not. It's like he's, like, warming up, um, which is pretty interesting. And then, uh, you know, the rest, the, the, the big drama, obviously, has all been off the ice yeah uh, with, with the sends um started off the year with a little <laughs> shit and pinto trying to sign him and then turns out don't have to worry about that for a little while <laughs> yeah um and then obviously the latest with the uh losing the first round draft pick which was just mind-boggling to me um well, yeah. I, I mean i i i don't i just don't understand like, listen, we're talking about, you know, a multi-million dollar industry here, multi-million dollar valuations for these teams. If I'm not mistaken, there's a few of them that are upward, that are over uh, uh, billions guys, here. They almost so, sold them. Uh, so I'm just like, I'm saying to myself, okay, maybe there's some, maybe there's a lot of red tape or something behind the scenes that I just don't understand or whatever the case may be. And okay, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that. But how in God's name does it get there? How how does how does the administ where where is the hiccup in the administrative part of all of this where it is so bad 
<laughs> you're losing a first round pick. Like I, un- I, I get it. Like I know the story that and off, blah, blah, blah. Some sort of trade list didn't seem to get over from Ottawa to Vegas. Okay. I, I, again, I'm probably paraphrasing a lot here. Like there, there may be a little bit more to this than, than meets the eye, but on the surface here, I, I, sorry, I, I just, and, unless somebody's being real devious, then how do you make that mistake? Sorry. Just, yeah, I, it's funny. It's right? kind like, of simple, I guess, but. Well, you know, like how many players do you have in the, like players, how many people do you have in the mix here that could have, should have said something, maybe asked yeah. a question. Like somebody should have said something like the agent. Like there's a lot of players here, people here involved that didn't say anything. And it seems so odd to me. And then like, I also think this idea of it being a first rounder. Okay, fine. There was definitely a mistake made. Yeah, it I, sounds I, like I it was that. on the Ottawa side. Fine. But a first rounder, and why did it take so long to get to this point? If I were Ann Lauer, I would, and you heard him in the uh, oh yeah, in the presser. You know, he, he, I agree with what he says. He's like, why is this my problem? Why did I but spend a billion dollars to inherit this? Yeah, just so so interesting how they kind of kept that so hush hushing as the guys kind of going through the process of buying the team, and you know he even he even kind of put it out there. He's like, I guess you know they just wanted to make sure they got the best selling price for the, you know, for the seller, and you know that whole thing. But it, I agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, this this does not lie on his lap whatsoever. Um, me personally, and I, I I would have to imagine you probably agree with me, Scott. I got a feeling this is going to be rescinded to a second. I really do. And the reason I say that is if we go and I'm not going to give you all the X's and O's here, but just if it is uh, something went down, I think in regards to the Kovalchuk contract and the New Jersey Devils got penalized the first round there and that got rescinded after the guy who currently owns the team. I believe it's Josh Norris, uh, not Josh Norris, but uh, Josh Harris, I think it is, who owns the Devils. Uh, he After he bought the team, for whatever reason now, did he go to commissioner gary bettman and say listen let's let's lower this i i have no idea how that went down suffice to say the first goes to a second so i'm gonna be quite surprised if this stays as a first uh, over over any of these three years i I truly believe this is going to go to a second because i mean you know what ann lauer is going to do he's going to go and give him that exact example Mm -hmm. because this thing happened i think maybe i want to say I'd have to double check, but I'll say within the last five, six years, maybe could be a yeah. little longer, perhaps. But suffice it to say, I mean, he's got every leg to stand on in regards to this. And I certainly don't think it's going to stay at first. That's for sure. And, and you know, like I've seen a lot of this on, on Twitter and stuff, and I, I'm, I, I definitely don't want to get into it. But the, you know, the stuff that went down in Chicago, we all know yeah. what, what happened there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the penalty is by no means is as near as what happened here. Like it's fascinating. The Gary Bettman and his and the yeah. NHL is such a fascinating league and how they, they've made so many mistakes this year. Yeah. I think it's you know, I think it was probably time to go a little while ago, but I think it's getting really close to being time to go for uh well there's a whole lot Gary. of things, right? We could get into everything from the uh, coyotes to the to the Blackhawks to to this whole thing here and I mean, it is now. I mean, this seems to be somewhat of a small black cloud over the over the senators here, right? So you know, let, let let's spin this just a little bit here, and 
you know, aside from from some things that do need to improve, there are some great things going on with this club right now. So listen, I'll shoot a couple of things off to you here, Scotty, and then I'll kind of let you run with it. Record in, after 13 games is six wins, seven losses, 12 points. They have a 462 uh, points percentage. They have 50 goals for, so mm-hmm. this team is putting the puck in the net. 44 goals mm-hmm. against, a plus six goal differential. That puts them in last place in the Atlantic, 25th overall. They have the third-ranked offense in the league by 3.85 goals four per games played. Yep. They have, they're, 20, they're ranked 21st defensively with 3.38 goals against per games played. 13th ranked power play at 21.8, 24th ranked penalty kill at 75 even percent even. I mean, yes, towards the defensive side of things, things need to be figured out a little bit here. But but, yeah. but offensively, like, like they're a plus six. Oh yeah, I think now, now that now that goes to show you a little bit too about the Atlantic. And, and listen, I, do I expect Montreal to continue doing what they're doing? In all reality, no, I do see them slipping off a little bit here, but it just does speak to that division. Like it's not, you could, you could have said over a past couple of years that, you know, there's maybe half kind of top end, half not. Well, you've got some scrappiness going on right now. Detroit's, Montreal's, Buffalo's. I mean, Ottawa, the numbers aside from, I guess, the wins and losses. Okay. I'll concede that to you. They're a plus six. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something going right now. Are they maybe outscoring some of their issues a little bit, perhaps? But you kind of can't go too far with that because obviously the record speaks to certain things as well. But I mean, more of the positive things here to go off of, guys. Stutzel, like uh, Scott was mentioning, having a great start to the year: three, fourteen, seventeen points in th- in thirteen games. Giroud, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What more do you want from this guy? 5, 10, 15 in 13 games. Kachuk nope. doing Kachuk things. Potting goals, 8, 4, and 12. Chikrin, 5, 7, and 12. Tarasenko, you set it off the top there too. 3, 8 for 11. And even uh, uh, Matthew Joseph, 4, 8, and 12. And I've thrown Sanderson in there too. The guy's got 10 points so far this well, year as well. So, wow. like, there's there's a bunch of talent on this club here. And I haven't even mentioned Batherson. He's had a real kind of quiet start to the year. Yeah, like, Norris. Okay, so goaltending needs to, you know, kind of shore itself up a little bit. Corpus Salo evened up his uh, his record last night. He's at 311 GAA with a 907 save percentage. Forsberg, 2-3, 3.79, 833. Okay, like obviously Forsberg needs to completely pick it up here. Corpus Salo, they're really putting it on him over the, the next few years here. But yep. I, Scott, I don't know. I mean, I I see. I'm not going to sit here and say the Ottawa Senators are going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that. Can these guys scratch and claw to get to a wild card, though? I see. So my expectation is they will make the playoffs. That's my expectation. Okay. Um, I think so. Two things. I was given their home stand. They're, they they started the season with and the most home games out of anybody it was i can't remember the full number but uh they had something like 16 home games basically to start the first 20 or something like that yeah. now two of them yeah, are going to be off heavy it was real heavy um did they come out the way you wanted i mean they they lost the first game against carolina that's a tough one to start then they rattled off four or five then they had a couple lost now i think what's interesting is 
You mentioned a lot about their defense. Those numbers aren't great. Same time, Shabbat's out. Zub just got back. Yeah. Um, you know, Chikrin is doing exactly what he should be doing, what he's what he's there to do. Sanderson's doing what he's there to do. I think Corpusalo is starting to smooth things out. Um, Again, some of those numbers are going to be inflated too with what you're saying. I mean, you know, half, half of your defensive core has been out. And yeah. like 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 Scott's saying, Zub just comes back. I believe it was last night, wasn't it? I think it was last night's yep. game. So he comes back last night. I mean, for the past what? I want to say a couple of weeks, I think it was, eh? Yeah, he's been part been of a couple of weeks here where you've had yeah. half of your defense out. So some of these peripheral numbers are going to be inflated a little bit here too, folks. I mean. Yeah, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I was texting you earlier about some statement games. I, uh, yeah. I was at the Toronto game. This week, when they were in, were in in Toronto, one six three. I felt that was a good statement game after getting a couple of losses that you really didn't want. Um, they had a back to back that took them back to Ottawa with Vancouver, and you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, that's a gimme. I'll let I'll let them take a mulligan on that one because Vancouver, yeah, for sure, on fire. Vancouver's been hot, man. But then they came back yesterday with a nice, strong game against uh, Calgary. Again, not the best team in the world, but. You came out, you play a hard game, you play a solid game, and now you're off to Sweden with some positivity. Yeah. Um, I, li- I I still really like this team. I think the interesting thing for me, and I was watching on, on Wednesday uh, when, we were, when they were playing Toronto, and uh, I, was, I was thinking about the line, lineup that they have. Now, you've got... Stutza, Stutzla and Giroux on the same line, and they seem to be popping off like crazy. So that's great. It would be so interesting to see if you moved like a Kachuk into that mix and see really what happened. I think right now, Norris and Batherson and Kachuk are on that top line, if I'm not mistaken. And then, um, and but Giroux and, and Stutzler are together, and partly this is selfish because I've got Kachuk and Stutzler on my team. So yeah, you should be you're like looking at a team here that I think, um, it's been it's been a roller coaster, right? Oh yeah, up, down, down up down. I do think I I'm, <laughs> I'm holding my breath on this Sweden trip because I never like these Sweden trips, these overseas trips. They yep. killed it last year. I read somewhere. Somebody said they killed it last year and then left all that good energy in the hotel room and came back. Um, so I'm hoping they come back a little bit better this year and, and hopefully get a good run going here into uh, the rest of November and December and see where we're at. Well, you know what? You were kind of mentioning, I think you were saying kind of uh, Stutzler, Giroux going well together, putting kind of Kachuk on there and kind of loading up that first line. Uh, you know what? I, I I'd give that a go. I yeah. mean, and and at the very, very least, you know what? That's something you can totally, totally fall back on and just load it up. Because if you do that, your second line is Matthew Joseph, Josh Norris, and Vladimir Tarasenko. I'm all right with that. Yeah, you don't hate that. Like, like no. And and furthermore, especially with, okay, I know, I know Batherson, things haven't been going so smoothly for him. So they got him down in a third line right now with Jarventi and Kubalik. And, and I, don't, I don't mind that either. <laughs> like, like... You can't always have your whole lineup cannot be 50 goal scores. Right. We we talk about this all the time. These players need to know their roles, right? Now yep. listen, between you, me, and the fence post, does Batherson want to be in that top six? Yes, he does. But when you've got Matthew Joseph out playing you that way, sorry, yep. bud. Like t- time time to put your hard hat on, get to work. 
you know, you might be in a little bit more of a, you know, listen, I'm not going to say it's an energy line. Like Kubalik, Batherson, they're expected to pot goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50, maybe no. Batherson, you know, you're probably looking at 40 here once he kind of starts getting going and stuff. But that team is, it's a good team, dude. Like yeah. We, we talked about it already in regards to the to the production. It's there. You you just have to hope that again, it's just some bad luck again for this team yep. with those injuries on defense. Like what, what are the, let's see what these guys are here for a good three months without having they, like, you know, major deficiencies here with throughout your lineup. Because it, I, I mean, you're last in the Atlantic, but you're a plus six. I know. So, so, okay. So the defensive side hasn't been all that great. But you have enough juice to out to outdo that. Yeah. So, you know, lots of positives to look at here for this team. And, and and you know what? Who knows? Maybe getting the hell over there on the other side of the pond. You know, getting the boys together, going out for dinner every friggin' night. These guys are stuck together here for the next, what, better part of a week? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, maybe you don't have to call a wife as much. Who knows? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. but... I, I don't know. I, I, this this team is better than this. That, that's for sure. Flat yep. out. Like, no matter which way you want to look at it. I, I, I do think, listen, does, do the Ottawa Senators have kind of the, the, the stigma that the, or I guess stigma is maybe a bad word, but the kind of perception that the Kings do, where the Kings are a bit more stout defensively? Okay. Maybe the Kings are. Mm-hmm. But again, mm-hmm. Like I said, let's see what, what goes on here with the Ottawa Senators. And, and let's not have big, massive pieces missing out of the lineup here. Let's see what these guys really, really are. Because mm-hmm. they're not a last-place team in the Atlantic, that's for sure. Now, the yeah. one question I do have for you as a Senators fan, though, and, and, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll preface all this by saying what my answer would be. You know, you, you kind of skirted over how things have started here over the past, like, say, four or five years. Uh, I've got some numbers and I think we both had a chance to see it in our group, cha- uh, group chat. It was in regards to the Senators' start of the years, the first 20 games yeah. over the past. I, I think I've got what, four years down here. And I'm just going to preface all this by saying, I personally think DJ's time is up. That's just me. But here we go. 1920, their first time, 20 games, eight, 11 and one in 2021, five, 14 and one in 21, 22, 4-15-1, and, and last year they started out the first 20 games with 7 wins, 12 losses, and 1 tie. Now, where, where, where my, and maybe I look at this in too simplistic a fashion, but the way I kind of look at this is, is DJ Smith the guy that's going to bring me to the promised land? No, he's not. That That's flat out what I think personally. Mm-hmm. But as a Senators fan, and, and I mean, Scott, I know you follow this team pretty close, man. Like, so what are your thoughts in regards to the coach? I have not been the biggest DJ Smith fan for a few years now. I, the problem is he gets them in going in the second half of the season. They just rattle off games. Now, I think there's – it's funny. We talked a little bit about the defense, and I heard Mark Mathot talking about this. Uh, earlier this week and he was talking about the fact that like big problem is some of those guys aren't coming back 
the forwards. Some of your guys aren't coming back and coming in deep and, you know, making good, uh, being in a good spot for outlet passes and, and whatnot there. Um, you know, obviously they can score a lot, so you're not as worried about that. But you need the guys to come back and play a team defense. Uh, and I wonder whether he's got them doing that, whether it, you know, he's got everybody clicking that way. I, I do think, like, when you have a record like that and you have expectations like this, sooner or later, somebody's head has to roll. And, you know, I don't like asking people, I, you know, obviously it's never good to hear people get fired. And I don't, you know, I don't know about, you know, the chants were going the <laughs> recently about firing DJ. I think DJ has done a good job getting these players to where they are now, but you got to get them over. And so like, I look at something like, I look at something like Vancouver and Rick Tockett coming in and calling them soft, telling them you guys aren't all you're made up to be. Don't listen to the headlines. You got to play harder. You got to play better. You got to play like a team, you know, I would love to see somebody like that come in. Now the question is who can come in? Um, I don't know. I don't know what's his name from uh, uh, the Rangers. Maybe uh, what's his name? Oh, Gallant. Gallant. Gerard Gallant. Maybe that's a thing. But there's not a lot of guys hanging out there right now. You know, he actually might not be too bad now that you mention it because he's a little bit of a hard ass. Yeah, he's got a little bit of that kind of softness that players touch a little bit too. Maybe it is a little leaning a little bit more towards that hard ass side. But you know, again, you kind of touched on talking, and, and you know. Marty and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure you heard it on the cast too. I really love the way Talkett's walked in there and basically said, okay, Miller, Peter String, you guys are my big dogs. So guess what? <laughs> you guys are going to be playing a lot of hockey. And when I'm talking a lot of hockey, I'm talking five on five. I'm talking penalty killing and I'm talking power play. So I'm kind of taking a quick look here at on daily face off of the Sens and you know, the the one big dog that's on the penalty kill is Stutzler. Um, mm-hmm. I, hey, keep him there. Keep yeah. him there. You know what? Give this kid, sorry, just feed it to him. I'd feed this kid like a baby. Power yeah. play, penalty kill, like get him out there. Giroux, I could maybe understand where you kind of hold that back a little bit. The guy's not getting any younger. And you want to get the most out of this guy at the most important times of the year. I mean, every game is, I get it, guys. But as we kind of get closer to the playoffs here, and if they're in, you don't want this guy missing a game because you pushed too hard at the start. Yep. But, you know, I, I, I get guys like uh, Kachuk in there. Get get him on the PK. Yep. Throw him on there. I mean, we know he's going to be on the power play. Like, that's that's a foregone conclusion here. Yep. Throw him on there. Uh, you know, and and granted, folks, I, I will say, you know, I do watch some Ottawa Senators games. I don't watch a ton. Um. But you know, is Josh Norris the type of player I can throw out there on the PK? You know what? Yeah. You guys are getting paid. Okay. You yep. guys are getting paid. And I, and I ain't, I'm not taking that away from you. He's all earned it. Yep. But with that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> so, you know what? Like, get out there. And, and I, and, and again, you touched on it, Scott. And, and I really want to hit on that point. He, Hockett went in there and basically told him, no, no, you guys are soft, though. Yeah, I, I'm not walking in here and being all lovey dub. Like, sorry guys, you're soft. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but again, I I don't watch a, a massive amount of Vancouver games, but you can see the difference. You yep. can see the difference in their play. Like, it, it's it, it's night and day. 
And maybe they need that a little bit in, in, in Ottawa. I, I, you know, but again, they're heading over, they're heading overseas. Let's see what happens whenever they come back again. You know, there's going to be a lot of camaraderie. You're going to be getting things kind of close with the boys out there. So does that galvanize the team a little bit? We'll see because lots of good things. It just, it, it, it feels like they're, I don't know if slighted is the right word, Scott, but you know what I mean? Like, it's it just, just they, they they should be in a better spot. They should probably be getting a little bit more love. But just because of where, the, you know, you look at the standings, you see all the kind of the black and white, if you will, and you're like, okay, what's going on with this? Well, you know, you go through the numbers, like third-ranked power play, hi. Yeah. Like, that's good. That comes, that, <laughs> that's going to come in handy here. Well, I mean, every team, every team knows that, but I mean, third overall in the league like there, there's some good things going on here so we'll yeah. see how things play out for them once they come back because you know i i just i see the sends in a much better spot for sure it's funny you, you mentioned two things that i just want to touch on quickly i think one Absolutely. of the interesting things about Giroux, um and they do this with i want to say Tavares in toronto mm-hmm. but um Giroux's out there for every penalty kill face off and then he boom yes. heads off yep. Love that. Love that. It's great. Because you get the puck, you can kill 20 seconds right off the bat. I mean, we know how the guy is at the face-off circle. He's ridiculous. The other guy that I kind of want to call out here, and he's hurt right now, but is Ridley Gregg. Oh, dude. Yeah. You know, Glad you touched on him. Been in the system for a little while. He is, um, um, you know, he's been up and down, but... You know what? He's coming out. He's got seven seven points, two goals, five assists, um, and that's only I, nine games too. Like he's been that, he's been out for a couple of games here, so he has it's almost I, a point a game for the guy. So you know, for the, for me, you got a guy like that on your third line, maybe sneaks in at the second sometimes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. You can help. Now, now let's put Bathurst is on that line with Ridley Craig, and all of a sudden you've got a nice so like. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think the depth is really nice here in Ottawa. I think uh, some of those injuries, I forgot, even Eric Branstern was out. So you, a lot of your decor was in and out of the lineup over these last, what has it been, 10, 11 games. Yeah. Like, let's get some stability, boys. Let's Let's lock it down. I actually, the other thing I wanted to touch on, which I think is actually an interesting, we always think home games are going to be the big opportunity. Yeah, I like your point about a team gelling, team mm-hmm. having a chance to get together away from family. Just you know what, we're gonna eat together. We're gonna sleep. You know, we're gonna. Yep. We're always together. We're on the bus. We're playing poker on the plane. Whatever it might be, they've had a lot of home games where maybe that hasn't been the case where they've been able to do that. So, I I like that idea of to, you know pushing the. Um, you know the 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 hypothesis that home games are the way that you you should have every home game. Well, maybe to start the season, it's not great to have every home game. Maybe that's maybe maybe you know what one of the things you want is your boys to be on the bus together and you know travel together and, and fight it out together. And so, well, they're I mean they're heading out to Sweden, and I think so. What have they got out there? I think are they playing both the Wings, I think they're playing Minnesota out there too. I want to say they are 16th and 18th of this month. So, and they are actually considered home games. Okay. So, whatever there. 
Yeah. But they come back home and they're they're at home to the Islanders and they're at home to Florida the 24th, 27th of the month. Yep. So at some point here, there there's going to be a lot of time to gel because as you mentioned, they've been real heavy to start the year in regards to home games. So again, I think they're in a pretty decent spot. I know some numbers show that they're a little off here. And okay, a lot of teams are off at some point during the year. But I, I just I, I gotta think, and again, like I say, I you know you got them in, you got them kind of in a playoff spot. I got them scratching and clawing for a wild card, but I think we can both agree though, Ottawa Senators should be in a much better spot than they are right now. And I actually think that that's going to come to fruition here over the next few months, provided that, you know, they can get some healthy bodies in there, stay healthy at the same time. And of course, continue to get the scoring that they're getting because, you know, they're, they're up there throughout the league in regards to offense. So uh, that's not the issue. Hopefully things can kind of stabilize here a little bit. The noise can kind of quiet down a little bit from the outside. And let's see how this all plays out here over the next uh, few weeks yeah. here for the Ottawa Senators. And I think they've got, uh, I think, the least games played in the Atlantic right now. I believe so. I think, I think they're at 13 here. I'm just looking yeah. it up. And so, like, listen, you're, you're, you're only, you're, you got 12 points. Okay, let's get a, let's get a, we're getting goals. Let's get some saves. Let's get some defense. And you're not far back. Like, no, man. Panthers are at 19. I'll, I'll, Boston's in a whole other league. So let's not worry about them right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got Florida at 19 and we're at 12. And that's the difference between two and eight in the East or in it, the it's, Atlantic. It's a run. Like you need, you need a nice little run here. If you know, hell, if it's four and five, five and six, uh, you know, even to get get a nice little run here, six and eight games. Hopefully, you're starting to chip away at that a little bit, right? So yeah. Hey, let, let's let's see how this plays out for them over the next little bit here. But I'll tell you one team that's got a lot rougher than Ottawa right now, bud. <laughs> wow. Now listen, folks. Apologies. Uh, you know, to start things off here, we did talk about this team a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going back to the oil. We're going back to the well, if you will. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I, I just, you know, kind of, kind of shot this Scott's way and didn't get really any pushback whatsoever in regards to not doing this. With everything going out on out there in Edmonton, we just could not walk away from this content coming our way over the past few days, like it's no one's business. Um, listen, I'll, I'll rifle this off a little bit here. To start things off, we'll go over some numbers. They're not going to change. They will will not have changed too much from a few weeks ago, but let's just do do it and get it over with. 12 <laughs> games played, three wins, nine losses for one over and one overtime. Seven points. They have a 269 points percentage. 35 goals for, dude, just Edmonton Unreal. 35. Sorry, just doesn't make sense. Unreal. 51 goals against for a minus 16 goal differential. They're ranked 26th in the league in offense. 2.69 goals for per games played. Like, whoa. 30, yeah. 30th ranked defense at 3.92 per games played. They have a ninth, ninth ranked power play, which, you know, ninth ranked in the top 10, you know, with any other team, you'd probably say that's great. But with Edmonton, sorry, with those two players, uh, top five, top three is really got to be kind of automatic here for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 30th ranked penalty kill. They're at 70%. What I wrote down here, Scotty, you know what? I, I, I'm not even, I won't really have to get into it too much here because what I've got written down at first is it's an absolute mess in Edmonton right now. And it is. Oh. Just, 
everything from McDavid, not not I, I don't think he's at a hundred percent. I could be way off with that. Maybe he's just having a soft start to the year. I don't know. But it, sorry, like with with all the black and white numbers that are sitting in front of me, no, he, it doesn't seem like he's right. Drysital himself the other night says I'm off. Yeah, your your big fish in free agency, Connor Brown. He were you, you were lining up to his junior teammate in the whole bit. Zeros across the board. He's you're out not getting. Right too, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you're not getting any secondary scoring. Defensive miscues left, right, and center. And I'm going to get into this a little bit um, in regards to Bouchard because, yeah, I, I got a little bit to say about that. And of course, Jay Woodcroft. See you later, Chris you, you Knobloch. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> like, welcome to the circus, bud. Oh man, walking into that, it would be funny though. Like, it, it, you know, if you're walking into that as a new coach, you're saying, "I didn't do this." Yeah, yeah. It's and a, I still have. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. And I have McDavid. I have Drysdale. Like, I have these guys that I that I can do something with. So hopefully, he does. You know, it's fascinating to me. We talked about the plus six on the Ottawa side. They're yeah. a minus sixteen goal differential. That's right. It's ridiculous. And the other crazy stat. Which I guess is not that crazy, but there's only two guys in, in the current line lineup on their current team, sorry, that are a plus. You want to know who those guys are? Who, who, who one, is that? one is Sam Gagne. He's only played five games. Okay. He's a plus three. And Cody Cece at a Whoa. plus one. Um, hey. Everybody else oh, is a zero or less. Like, this hey. is a team effort. <laughs> to be this bad it, i mean i'm sure just like everybody you know i even go back to kind of like the two and five start and you're like okay like all right so maybe mcdavid isn't 100 percent. i think he had just at that point you know maybe that was just before the heritage classic you kind of saw he wasn't 100 percent or didn't seem to be anyway plays through it plays gets into the heritage classic and everything i just it it is just when I say it's it seems off. It's in every like pick whatever avenue you want: coaching, goaltending, defense, uh, secondary scoring. Your start like it. You're getting roadblocked everywhere. Whatever mm-hmm. ever fork in the road you want, you're getting blocked. It just there isn't one that's like oh okay well at least this is happening. Like oh yeah. maybe Nuge goes off for twenty five points in the first like 13, 14 games. Like there isn't anything. There's nothing on top of yep. it all. Campbell is well be, between Campbell and Woodcroft. Pick who you want as the fall guy right now. Yep. So, you know, it's they, they can't get anything, Scott. They, they, they just literally can't get a save, can't get a defensive play, can't score at the right time. Um, oh, okay. He had a 4 1 win against Seattle last night. Guess it wasn't good enough to save your coach. So, it was. And it was four to one with one guy scoring three of those goals. Uh, yeah, Hyman scores a hat trick last night. Like, it's just great for I, Hyman. But well, you, y- you know where this round if you want to win. I mean, we all saw what happened, and I, I don't call, maybe I didn't call it whatever you want, call it an epiphany moment or whatever. But I think it was, I th- I think it was either Mark Spector or or, or Gregor. One of the guys out there, one of the reporters out there, 
He said one night, he's like, this team talks about accountability endlessly. In particular, Woodcroft talks about accountability. It's all about, we got to be accountable for word of the day, accountability. Yep. And he went over, I think it was two or three plays. I must have, maybe I saw this on, on X, uh, Twitter, whatever it wants to be called this week. Um, and he went over about two or three plays of Evan Bouchard in particular. Mm. And he made some miscues. And we all know how this works out. And we all know, you know, insider hockey guys keep a pretty good eye on this. So he goes, Bouchard makes a couple of these defensive miscues. And again, Gregor or whoever it was, Mark Spector sitting there and they say, I locked eyes on the bench and my eyes were locked between Evan Bouchard and the coach. Mm-hmm. And he was waiting to see if the coach was going to give him the old hand on the shoulder, hold off. We're sitting you for a few shifts. Yeah. Did not miss one second of one shift. Yep. And, and he finished off his little report or whatever the little video on X was. He finished it off by saying, anytime that I hear this guy talk about accountability and oppressor or any kind of media, he just cannot eat that. He mm-hmm. can't do it. He cannot believe anything that he says. He goes right back to that. And, and it, he was so specific about the game, the play, the two plays or three plays, whatever it was. And he was just like, sorry, that was your moment to hold your team accountable or at least a member of making mistake after mistake. Hey, listen, okay to make the mistakes. Just got to learn from them, right, Scott? Yeah, well, yeah. Not happening. So he just lost. And and I think that hit me in, in, in regards to, okay, if this guy's looking at it like this and, and as a fan of hockey, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, we're fairly deep into it here. I mean, we're not just your casual fan. We're pretty deep. You know, <laughs> so when, when we hear like that permeates right through that organization, don't sit here and tell me the players didn't hear about it. I don't, I don't want to hear about all the, Oh, we don't read the papers. It's a, listen, it's 24 seven on these socials anymore. They're mm-hmm. getting something. They're getting something. Yep. So to me, that gets back to the roommates. And so now is credible. His credit credibility is out the door. No. And because you're, you, you aren't holding, you, you're not doing what you're saying. You're flat yep. out. Um, I understand you have a good coaching record, wins, loss record, this, that, and the other, but you're in win now mode. You are in danger now for me. And we've, and I've talked, we've talked about this on the show and we've talked about it with you too, Scott. We're in territory now where you have to start thinking that the landmine can hit and McDavid walks up to that office and says, I want out or dry sudden walks up to that office and says, I want out. So, Listen, I said I was going off on a rant with Bouchard. There you go. There it is. But it's just like for me, they had to do something. I don't know if these moves are the right one, Scott. I just don't. I mean, if I'm be- if I'm being 100% honest and I have it written down here, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm throwing two first round picks and plus at Nashville for Saros. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You got to do it, bud. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it's go time there now. It was go time last year and the year before. Yeah, like these years just keep chipping away with these two players here in Dreisaitl and McDavid, and sorry, man, like at this point for me, first round picks mean absolutely zero. No zero. What do I? What do I care about getting a guy at twenty 
whatever, or I, hell, I hope it's within the top three. So you're looking at like 30, 31 or 32. I don't give a shit. Like I want somebody now. I want Saros. Let's go get him. Like, and I understand, like, I'm making it easier than it sounds. I understand there's, you know, snags and money. You got to make the money work. This, that, and the other thing. But sorry, dude, like, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Get done. I I look at their team. There's a couple thoughts here. Look at their team. So we just finished talking about Ottawa. They went out and got Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux is, Mm -hmm. he has been there. He has done it. He's been through the trenches. And... You know, I, I think he's picking this the, the sends up. I think he's doing a really good veteran job. Yeah, so do I. I look, you know, I look at their line their their um you know, the team, the roster. Yes, you got McDavid, you got Drysdale, you got RNH, you got Hyman. But who is the big veteran? You know, like you know, Joe Thornton used to be that guy. You know, yeah. you've got you've got these guys that can come in and say, "This is the way it is. We are not this team. We're going to change it around." Like I don't know who that guy is going to be for them, but I almost feel that there's too much spotlight on McDavid and Drysaddle all the time. But what you need is that grizzled, you know, in the trenches kind of guy to say this is not happening. Like we are changing this around. We are not this team. You know, I, I, I heard somebody the other day asking about, you know, is there locker room problems? Is there this? Well, when you start this way, there's gotta be a locker room problem now. Like if there's not a locker room problem, then I don't know yeah. what you go to go to the rink for every day. But um, I agree with you. The accountability is terrible. I, I, um, it, it made me think of um, Sheldon Keefe and I'm not, as you know, a Leaf fan in any way, shape, or form. But I do give Sheldon Keith this. He, the other day, he called out his team and he said, "Listen, we got lots of guys, and we, you know, the press and everybody talks about how, you know, we're getting these goals and we're putting up yeah. points and we're doing these things." And he said, "No, we got to talk about the other things. We got to talk about the things about coming back, helping out in the D, getting in yeah. the corners, grinding." Like dump and chase and take a hit, like fight. You know, the other night actually that was great. Last night again, not a fan, but you had Max Domi and Geo go off, right? Like, where is that happening? And, and you know, it's so funny you kind of mention it in in in, in that context. Listen, I'm I know you've heard me on this program before, Scott, and, and I'm I'm sure we've talked about it face to face. You know how I, I'm in the same street as you when it comes to the Leafs. I story from, <laughs> from from word go, roster construction. Do not think you're going to win a cup that way at all. If, if you should end yep. it now, in all reality, to me. But hey, it is what it is. But I will again. I I, I do have to agree with you. You got to give them props because they they are known as soft, and, and to a certain degree, they are. Yeah, really. yeah. Let's call it what it is. But there was an attempt. And, and, and uh, you know what? It was more than an attempt. The, 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 we, we talk about statement games, and you know we, we brought that up earlier. That is definitely a little bit of statement game because they're saying, "Listen, we we may be overall seen as soft, and you guys can do whatever you want in the media with that. But you know, we're going to start chucking some knuckles around here. Yeah. And, and listen, you're not just going to hip and haw in front of our net. And if you're going to start, you know, this face washing and butt ends, well, we're going to start doing it. Like, you got to do something. 
Yeah. And it goes and it goes back to what you just said about Ottawa and you know our story about Edmonton and linking it to Ottawa in regards to Giroux. That's the perfect, perfect guy. And mm-hmm. and we all said it when Giroux signed that summer, mm-hmm. a couple summers ago. He was exactly what they needed, man. Yeah. You just need a guy to come in there. And 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 it's it's a perfect example right now for what's going on in Edmonton. You need somebody to go in there and say, Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on here. Okay. Let, let's where are we at? We haven't hit the 20 game mark. Mm-hmm. Are we anywhere near where we want to be? Absolutely not. That's that's a foregone conclusion. Let's build. Let, yep. Let's let's just and, and it, yes, it's the boring, it's the same saying shift after shift, game after game, period after period, however you want to say it. But you do need to have that stabilizing force. I, I don't know. I'm throwing out a guy like maybe a Patty Marlowe, like you said earlier, Thornton. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll never get their hands on him, but a Joe Pavelski type of guy. 100%. That's exactly. And, 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 and you hit the nail on the head, Scott. It's just the, the been there and done it guy. Would you like to have a cup attached to it? Sure. Why the fuck not? But as long as you've got a guy that's like, and I think you even mentioned it through the trenches. Yeah, guys, just been there. Yeah. That's all you need. Just to just to say, listen, we, hey, it's a shit show right now. We all see it, get it. But l- let's stop the bleeding here. And right. maybe last night was it. I don't know. Maybe I keep that thinking it put, is, and then they uh, then they come out the next game, and you're flat as flat as hell again. Like we'll, we'll, we'll you know we'll see how it goes here, but I'll just. I, I'm I'm concerned for Edmonton in like you're gonna have to start playing some good hockey here, Scott, the rest of the way. Like, yeah, and that's why I say if you can stop the bleeding now, if they can just stop the bleeding, like this has just been a, a mess here. Put an end to that. Let's just build a little bit here. Campbell's down in the minors. I mean, they're not gonna be able to pick on this guy every second day now. So it is what it is. Don't tell me Holland's not on the phones. He is. I mean, it's Jesus Christ. He's got to be on the phones. The numbers are sitting right there in front of you. So I'm sure he's doing everything he can. Has he put himself in this spot? Yeah, he has. He is. I mean, we're not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and keep pounding on Ken Holland. We all know he's the guy who signed him to five Campbell to five and five. It, it, yeah. It's right there in black and white. It is. So it's his problem to kind of figure out here. Again, I've I've said my P's and Q's about it. I think they need to go after the big fish or at mm-hmm. the very least somebody like a Carter Hart. Yeah. So they, 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 they you, something needs to switch. Do you or keep spinning around? Mix. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, I, I don't think you have an option otherwise. I mean, what are you going to do? Get rid of all these goalies? I mean, what are you going to have in your system? Like, so I'm sure Skinner's probably going to be sticking around, but you, you just, you need something. You got to switch it up here. Um, I, I yeah. don't know. It, it's just, it, it, it it's at a, I suppose the panic button could be pushed here. Um, and if not in earnest, then you got about a five game maximum 10 game window. And even then, even no, then, I think like if you're I deep, that, man, I'm hitting that panic button. Now you were expected to win the division. You know what? You're right. Yeah. I would yeah. hit that panic button. Now I would, would also yeah. do two things. I would say, listen, we came in here with big expectations. We thought we were going to win the division. We thought we were going to walk away with maybe even the conference. We're not doing that anymore. That is not happening. Let's go get the wild card or better. That's all that matters. You need a chip in a chair. And this yeah, team, you know what? You just got to get in. 
you the team, yeah, you gotta the get team in. Has, the, has the ability to win in a seven-game series. Um, I think, I personally think, and I mean, it's easy, really easy to say right now, but even at the time, I was like, you're putting too much on Stuart Skinner. He had a great year, yes. Yeah. But he's 25, as we know. Goalies usually hit around the 28 mark. Yeah. You know, you're getting signs of a good... Uh, have a good goalie here but he cannot carry this team like that's not that's not a thing i didn't think it was at the time campbell you know you did what you did you took a chance i can't blame a team for taking a chance on a goalie yeah uh, goalies are one of the hardest positions i am a sense fan <laughs> goalies are <laughs> one of the hardest positions done. too yeah but um but that's what i think i would do i would as a new coach coming in and said listen we're looking for wild card or batter I don't really care where we get chip in a chair and we can win this. Let's go. And uh, yeah, I let's mean, start. That, that, and, and that's all you need. You, you, yeah. I mean, you can't do anything if you can't get in. So, and they've got yeah. that type of team where they can just go off for, for a couple of months too. So yeah. Hey, listen, yeah. I mean, Chris Knobloch, have at it. I yep. mean, it's all yours, bud. It's going to be interesting to see what he can do here. If particularly for me on the defensive side of things, but you know what? Wow, I think I think we're along for the ride here for the next few weeks here with the Edmonton Oilers. So let's see what happens, man. I think the clock is on. You got two years to make it happen, or else there are going to be some guys who were we thought were lifers in Edmonton who are not going to be lifers anymore. Well, speaking of lifers, I think we're all going to be able to get into some lifers in regards to our check my fanny segment because, <laughs> man, we've been doing that sucker for I think what is it twenty six, twenty seven years now. So. Yep. First, before we get there, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll get a word from our sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because there are early Black Friday sales going on right now. You've heard me talk about Raycon's products before. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like the Everyday Earbud, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100 watt power delivery. Their faucet filter, Ultra, filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, well, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder the products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. At the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Two games I have my eye on this week have the New Jersey Devils coming in at minus 230, taking on the Winnipeg Jets coming in at plus 190. 
and the Anaheim Ducks coming in at minus 166, taking on the Nashville Predators, uh, coming in at plus 140. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See bkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. And we are back with Check My Fanny. Guys, guys, it happened. It happened. <laughs> My team woke up a little bit here. Oh, man. Listen, now, I understand, Tom, nothing against your team personally, but, I mean, I think we can all agree that you're in a bit of a rebuild here. So the win is against your team this week. You know, I, I'm not going to sit there and say it was a layup because you've had a 50-point week yourself. So, <laughs> But I needed a big win here. Needed a big win. Got the big win. Um, so we're down, now we're three, two and three. Got to make a climb back up here. But one of the teams that I'm looking up at is my <laughs> guest co-host this week, Scotty Mac. Scott, monster. Pretty big week here, buddy. Pretty big week, monster. man. Monster. Like, yeah, I was just about to say. I mean, big week probably doesn't even do it justice, eh? It like, was a monster wow. week. And I, you're, I and, and 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 he's putting fifty up on you. I know, I know. Like, it's just, what is going on with you guys out there? It was it was a slugfest all week, and I I just had, like, a four-point lead here and there. Three points, four points, three points, and then yesterday went off. Yesterday was just, <laughs> I got, I got What was it, like 24? I think you put 24 points up last it night, was, whatever it was. Yeah, I, I got a shutout from Jari. I got oh. a hat trick from, um, from uh, Hyman. Forsberg has been such a pleasant surprise on my team right now. Carlson lays the hammer down with a couple of goals for you, I Finally. think. Oh man! Hey, Pittsburgh is an interesting. They they might have got this train going in the right direction. Well, um, I don't know. I I get the sense something's heating up at the very least. Like you know, Malkin's on. Believe it or not, Malkin's on a hundred and eight point pace. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to know that because he's on my roster. So, of course, <laughs> I'm going to know that. Um, but, yeah, like you're saying, Carlson with a couple of goals. Hey, Jari, though. Nice shutout, bud. Oh, like, you know like, what? I didn't even. So, I, I he got hurt earlier in the week. Yeah. At least missed one game. I thought for sure he was going to miss this game. And so, I, I was only half paying attention. And then yesterday, yeah. I looked and I'm like, oh, shit. He got the hat. He got the shutout. So he's got seven points this week. <laughs> Georgiev is having a real hard week, but 
that's okay. Well, at least he's gotten me a couple of points anyway, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, as long as they can kind of push the needle a little bit here. No, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that about Jari because um, in your let's just let's just put it this way: the pendulum swung for you in regards to Jari on the positive side of things. At the start of the week, I actually remember talking to Marty uh, on the last episode, and you know, as as we're going through the episode, I'm taking a look at my team and making some last minute changes, and they had sent down the Rangers had sent down a goalie they called up because Shosturkin got hurt, right. So they send him down. So I'm like, oh, he's getting ready. He's ready to come back. <laughs> so I leave the guy in. Yeah. Not only does he like, not only does he miss a couple of games, and I actually thought he was going to get into the game tonight, but it's quick starting tonight. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, wow, did I ever get really get it up the old you know what here this week in regards <laughs> to Sturkin? Like I just totally missed the boat on this one here. Thankfully, I didn't, you know, need any help from my goalies, and I didn't get any. So the zeros across the board, folks like zeros nothing um so yeah it was just it's kind of funny that way i mean you kind of get, get the impression that okay things are working out guy gets sent down he doesn't play off friggin' week so yeah. but anyway hey listen it is what it is uh our two matchups myself and scott i think i'm pretty safe to say here i always hate doing this but i think yeah. i'm pretty safe to say that they're both wrapped up yeah, um I the think, other two I, games are the ones that i haven't really called yet We've got the Cougars in the Apocalypse, and of course, we're all keeping a, an eye on this one. Um, would love the Cougars to see if they can pull one out here and <laughs> kind of be... put the screws to, to the Apocalypse just a yeah, little bit. Well, I wouldn't things, hate you know, keep, keep things close in the division, if you will. Yeah. Um, but the Brigands have got a, a slight lead here on the box, 42 to 36, and it looks like he'll be able to hold him off as well. Um, but yeah, he sorry. He came back. The Brigands came back, Marty. Yeah, but... they came back pretty hard here. I, think I they, was concerned was a... this week for I him. Think they, did they not have a good... It was yesterday, I think, they had yesterday. the big night, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it was yesterday. I was... Yeah, uh, did... Up until that, I, was, I wasn't I was feeling great about their chances. Um, but, well, it, I mean, it's not done yet, so we'll see what happens here, but... I, I mean, you have to start to wonder, right? Kind of, And like you're saying, towards the midweek, start of the week here... Uh, you know, it was the Bucks that were kind of, you know, holding court a little bit. And and Marty's already come out with an on the block. Mm -hmm. Now, for you folks that are listening here, an on the block for us basically is any, any one of us, myself, Scott, Marty obviously did it already. We can throw players on our on the block page. Um, and, you know, I'm sure everybody kind of thought what I did. They were like, oh, um, I guess he really wants to kind of change something up here pretty early. I uh, wasn't feeling it here. So. Now that he's kind of kind of looks like he's going to take it this week, you know, does that kind of quell everything a little bit for the Brigands and their GM Marty? Um, or, you know, does does he continue to work the phones here a little bit? I know he's looking for some goaltending, so we'll see what happens. Oh, but, he's uh, having a rough, rough time with goaltending over there. But you know what? Most important thing, Pawn Hogs lose. I know. <laughs> coming, coming, coming back to the pack. Yeah. Let's just kind of, you know, let's put an end to the undefeated business here. Scott takes care of business, gets himself right back up there at the top of the league at four and one. Um, and, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe, are you not the top scorer in the league right now, Scott? I, yes, I, I have uh, I believe 230 so. goals, 230 so, points. Sorry, you know what? I mean, I guess, I guess I caught you at the right time to start the year here because <laughs> I, I'm the only one to have to have beaten you. I, I, I want to, I want to say now. That it's only because you haven't you hadn't warmed up yet, and your team hadn't got cooking. 
They it just was got lucky that way. It, 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 it was, like man. Points, I think, or something it, like it that. It was, it was. Like, it was by the skin of my teeth here, so I'm starting to wonder if I'd be, uh, anyway, if I'd be even worse than what I actually am right now. But, hey, case in point, our league is, is the the league itself is so close. I mean, the parity is ridiculous. I mean, you're coming back up here and getting, you know, taken over first here if we're going to be technical about it with points four. But, uh, hey, listen, everybody's still got a, a chance here. There's tons of teams. I want to say they're probably about five or six deep here. But, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting week coming up. Um, we'll see. We'll see what can happen here. See if the Royals can continue on this uh, on this streak that they're on now. So, Scotty, let's see if oh. you can keep things rolling here next week and, and make it. Uh, we'll be five in a row, bud. Oh, let's. I don't. I can't talk. You know what? I I no, will uh, say this. Week to week, I'm. I'm. I have it. Last year, I was. I felt more confident. Felt more confident. I had a deep bench. Okay. I do not have a deep bench this year. Okay. Um, but the two things that I like that are in the next couple of weeks going to happen. Fox is going to come back. And, yes, sir. And we're not happy about that. Start. Any of us. None of us <laughs> happy about that. None. And Zero, Ekblad, we don't like that. And we actually Ekblad don't like started. really the fact that Carlson's heated up either. So, God damn. Yeah. That defense so, is starting to come around here for you. So, I think one and of there the you have it. I had to make too was push uh, Sanderson up. I took him out of my fantasy oh, team. He, dude, soup, just a just a, an astute move there. I mean, that goes without. I mean, I, I'm even thinking about doing the same thing here, debating whether I'm going to kind of let Hall go and see if I'm going to bring up Marco Rossi. Seems to great. be heating up a little bit out there. At least he's getting some great deployment, but. I'll, uh, I'm going to hold off a little bit, I think, here with that. So there you have it. Check my fanny this week. We'll uh, tie things up with a nice bow here with for the CFHL. And we are going to bring things to the last segment of the evening. Beauties and the Beast. You know how it works, folks. Scott, we're going to start off with your Beauties and Beasts this week. What do you got for us, man? Well, I cheated and I picked seven beauties. No, just Yikes. I'm trying to follow. I'm trying to Holy follow you. I'm trying to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do cheat. Listen, the whole cheating part, I can't walk away from. I do. I do. And I, I was actually thinking of doing this this week, but I yeah. think you're keeping me honest here, Scott. I don't know. Maybe there's just an aura they have about you. Maybe, maybe, maybe I want to, you know, keep, stay in the good books of one of the top teams in the league in case, you know, things go awry and maybe got to hey. make some trades later on this year. Who knows? We talked about accountability earlier. Accountability. <laughs> you got it. You got it. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger on the first one here in the beauties. Yes, sir. I, I'm not happy that I'm putting a leaf in my uh, Toronto okay. Maple Leaf in my beauty, but right. I can't ignore William Nylander. Well, he's got I mean, he's got a point in his last 15 games. It's and is that and, and that's to start the year, right? Like that's, the start, the that's the start the year. The entire like thing. it's just so he's sitting there at uh, 22 points. He's got 10 goals, 12 assists. Um, and he's tied at 22. That, or, sorry, he has got 22 points. That'll tie him for third overall. The guy's in a contract year. You uh, cannot. Dude, I know. I, there's, I'm glad there's, you touched upon it because that's where I was going. There are few players in the league that when they're in a contract year, like I just think Nylander, he's got this mindset. I think his dad got him here. I think he says he didn't sign. I'm sure they were trying to sign him for something in an eight Something in that, maybe a nine. I 100% believe he's not going for anything less than a 10. That's his yep. mind. And he is making that a hard case against. Like, 
you cannot argue with the way he's been playing. And you watch him. You know, the biggest thing, uh, my son loves the Leafs, so I get to watch a lot of Leafs games. I, I okay. tried hard. I tried hard. I, yeah, you, listen, you valiant effort. Yeah. You gave it yeah. a shot, bud. I, oh, oh. It's hard. Yeah. You, I, it's hard I when you're surrounded in it. Keep him off drugs and keep him off the Leafs. I failed at one of those. It's all good. Hey, you're going <laughs> to fail at one of them. Fail at that one. It's probably the right one. Exactly. Um, um, but he, so I get to see more games than maybe I would like to. But the guy, he used to get a ton of heat for like half effort. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go 100 or he'd go 20%. There was no in yeah. between. He is at 100 all the time now. Just, you know, if you look th- back through, it's just point, 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 goal, point. Yeah. Like, He's, it, it's, uh, I don't know what the Leafs are going to do. Like, this feels like a good thing for the Leafs that he's doing that in this year. Yeah. But I don't know how you're re-signing them. I really don't. Well, uh, if, if, if I may, I'm going to uh, hop on your coattails in regards to this contract. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why. And this is all I want to say about uh, William Nylander. Wow. I have a hard time getting that out. Um, yeah. So I'm watching, uh, it must have been TSN Sports Center, whatever it was, and, and whoever it was on TSN, maybe a Frankie Corrado kind of guy or whoever on Sportsnet was going over uh, their their uh, their power play. Mm-hmm. They've been working that power play through William Nylander now. Right. And the reason I point that out is, obviously, you have Austin Matthews, one of the best goal scorers in the league, one of the best passers in Mitch Marner. Yep. They have a power play. I'm going to say it one more time. Going through William Nylander. Like, this guy is going to get paid. Need. Like, large. Yeah. And I, I have to agree with you 100%. I don't see how the Leafs keep this guy. Now, maybe there's a way to do it. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Tavares, you know, moves wherever you want him I, I don't know i doubt that yeah but who knows but 100 percent, 100 percent agree with you that number starts with one zero no oh, easy there is no single di- no single digit even don't even bother mentioning it no if you're the maple Leafs organization don't even go there like this guy 15 game point streak to start the year and he has got your power play going through him now. Yeah. This guy is going to, he's going to get the bag. Like this guy's going to get the bag. I don't know and, if it's going to be here. Doubt it, but he is going to get some cash. And he makes it look effortless. Like it's oh, dude. wild watching him play. And, um, and, I, and I do have to say, I agree with you hundred percent. The effort, the effort level, the, 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 it is there boys. It is there. Yeah. Um, would you love to th- listen? He's not going to be that type of player. So I can't sit there and say, I'd love more. He's giving me, I think as much as I could probably get out of a guy like that. Yeah. And I'll take it. Like yeah. it, it, you can see the effort. It, it's there. I, I just, I, hey, listen, I, I don't want to take anything more. I love a guy who bets on himself. Oh, so absolutely. It, it, there's it's nobody like interesting to see how it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and the amount. 
the amount i can't wait to see how much oh uh, my biggest question with them we don't have to dive into this is like i don't know do you take where are they at the trade deadline are they in a good spot are they not in a good spot how do you keep do you keep them you could get a real good haul for them like there's a some interesting management stuff that's going to have to happen with him um i mean i i i think you and i both kind of know how this goes i think I I just don't think you can make that Matt, move, but I know where you're coming from, though. It's a, I know a where you're coming play. from. <laughs> when you like know they, you like, afford them, and he might want like if they're them. that far out. If they really are in that dire straits, okay, you know just as well as I do, though. If they're within a sniff, right? Oh. they won't. They won't do it. Like they yeah. won't do it. But I, I know where you're coming from, though, because can you, you can. imagine that what, what he could get you on the defensive end? Talk about sell high. Talk about sell high. Anyway, moving on. Jumping to, you want me to run through all three here? Yeah, man, let's give her. Okay, so uh, another guy who I resent, um, and (laughs) I I think Marty called it really well last week. He called him a beast, and uh, suddenly he's turned around, so I'm going to put him on my beauty, but Cam Talbot is a time. Have Give him a little shout out right at the end of the episode, I think, to our during uh, Beauties and the Beast. So it, yeah. it's a good pick. Good pick. He is, and you know, again, sense fan. I'm not happy with this, <laughs> but man, the the uh, Kings are a fun team to watch, and he is oh, having yeah. a time. He's seven three and one. He's got a shot at one shot out. Um, goals against two twenty one, not terrible, and his save percentage is at nine twenty three. Like. He is your 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 wall back there, playing great. Must love that that LA lifestyle, um, and uh, you know, like you know, he. I know he lost against Philly, and that wasn't the best loss, but he rattled off a bunch of wins there in a row. Um, he's looking good. Hopefully for them, he can hold on to this. I don't know. I don't know how long this lasts. Um, that would be the only thing, but you know what? He's having a he's having a go, and uh, when you're on fire, you're on fire, and you keep you keep going. Again, I think what one of the things you said earlier though too is you got a good defensive core in front of you. You got a stout defensive core in front of you, and if you have that, you make a timely, timely saves. You can come away with something big, and so yeah, Cam Talbot definitely a definitely a beauty this week. Well, I, I mean, I want to say, as we were kind of giving him that little special mention last week there, the guy was sitting, I think, for that week. I think he ended up being, I think he ended up being one of the three stars last week at the start of the week. I yeah. think he had something like a 964 save percentage. It was ridiculous. So, but I mean, yeah, you, like you said, the Kings, you know, for, for the longest time last year, Marty and I were just like, how the heck are these guys doing this? They're just holding it together. You know, it, the goaltending wasn't smashing, so to speak, uh, throughout the lineup, but well, I think they had three goal- goaltenders at one time, but yeah, such a fun team to to watch. Um, it, again, you know, kind of the they're right in there with with, uh, with Edmonton, so it's always interesting to kind of see how things play out in that Pacific Division. You know, you've got the Cup champs out there, Calgary, just you know, kind of a bit of a you know Edmonton light, if you will, I suppose. <laughs> it's just like lots going on out there. Hey, Cam Talbot. Hey, it didn't work out in Ottawa, but it certainly seems working out in LA. And yeah, yeah, I would have to agree with you. I guess it does. It probably does have something to do with that the lovely weather out there. Yeah, can't hurt. Can't hurt. Um, my last guy, and we started talking about this before, but you know, there could have been 
there could have been 10 guys that you pick in here. Like there yeah. were so many good, good, good guys. I'm going to go with a uh, little embarrassed to pick this guy, but I, I still think it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Connor Bedard. I, and the only reason I'm going with hey. him, that four point game, you know what? He, against Tampa, good team, yep. two goals, two assists, um, all of that on five shots. Like, yep. you know, he's what? heating he, up, eh? He's heating up. He's starting to feel it. Um, yep. And Chicago, not as bad as I thought they were going to be. Surprisingly, a tough out. Um, well, for a lot of teams. You know, especially with with uh, with the Blackhawks. Like, listen, a lot of these names are going to be like, okay, well, it's not really giving you much fantasy and so on and so forth. But the other night, Seth Jones plays over 30 minutes in regulation. I think he played like 31 and something in regulation. Like, talk about a minute muncher, man. Like, yeah. and, and like you say, listen, do we expect the, the Blackhawks to kind of be in the bottom 10-ish, you know, uh, bottom five here of the league? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that's where it's going to end up at the, at the end of the day. But it, listen, it, it kind of mirrors a little bit with what I'm going through with the Habs right now. Mm-hmm. If I get that effort, I'm good. If mm-hmm. I get that effort, I'm good. Good to go. What's that? We lost the rest of the games the rest of the year. No problem. That effort, I'm fine with. Like, th- 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 there's a drop off in talent when you come to to, to teams such as uh, you know Chicago and and to a lesser extent Montreal. You, yeah. you, you, you gotta you gotta manage those expectations. And I mean, Connor Bedard nine goals in thirteen games. Yeah, sorry, the guy could have zero assists and things are going well for me as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> do you want yeah. do you want to see the, do you want to see it rounded out for him and have a few more assists? Sure, you do. But if that was the situation, like you got to remember where we are here. It's mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, like you know, five five levels after is a guy like Taylor Hall, and then there's mm-hmm. another ten levels drop after that, and then you got the rest of the team. Yep. So yeah. it's like the guy is on his own here a little bit, folks. So. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it. You shouldn't. Let's put it this way: you shouldn't be embarrassed to have him as your one of your beauties at all. Guy's heating up. He's already got nothing to play without uh, to, to play without there in regards to you know skilled line mates here. Yep. Okay, maybe maybe Taylor Hall. Okay, um, but still, uh, no way. I, I, I love the way he's playing here lately. Uh, he seems to be. A, he was always confident with the puck, but I mean, I think we saw it a little bit in that Tampa game there. Like, I mean. I mean, guy, yeah. guy, guy, guy was jiving a bit here, so like he's starting to feel it a little bit, and you got to start to wonder if that that confidence just continues because that's all with these guys, right? Like with, with the Crosbys, with your Ovechkins, like they still walk into this league and aren't a hundred percent sure. Do they have a good idea how it's going to go? Probably, but they have that moment where it's like, oh, 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 I can play here. Yeah. And I think you're, I think what we're getting with Bedard here is a little bit of that, right? And then that starts to become real dangerous because, okay, now he starts to, you know, like I say, he's juking a jive in and he's starting to feel it a little bit, right? So now that raw skill starts to come out and he starts making moves that, okay, maybe didn't work at the start of the year or whatever, but, you know, now he's starting to kind of get that feel for it. So, no, I think it's a great pick, Scott. I really do. He's got a 18, just almost an 18% shooting percentage. Over the last four, it's twenty seven percent. So, hey, so it's a, it's a bit high, but still though, like I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's but maybe not. This is the thing I'm thinking about. Maybe that's not that crazy. 
um, you know, uh, you got to get a guy who starts feeling it. He just says, okay, shoot. My he's shot. Got a shot eh? Like he's got a that, shot. And, and you know what? I think like, you know, especially with these guys, it's not only his, you know, first time in the NHL, it's the first time playing with a lot of his team members. Cause they weren't in the minors at the same time as him. Yeah. They didn't grow up yeah. with them. You got Corey Perry, you got Hall, you got Felino, you got like, you got some guys who, he didn't like it's with. more of a mentorship thing than than any kind of like 100 you know, uh, 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 I, I keep wanting to go to team it but not a team it but like a peer right a, a peer is of his age if you will so yeah yeah and and so i think um anyways will he keep it up i don't know but that four point night was something he looked great they won five three beat tampa yeah you know what else can you say um and they only they, the next game was against Florida. They only lost that by one, right? Like so, like they're there. They're there. I mean, if they're competitive. If I'm, I mean, black, that's all you want is a competitive team. I'm a black and I'm looking at this, and like all their wins have been against really tough opponents. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kind of fun. So, like, I mean, aside from all of the crap, you know, out, outside of the, the team itself, yeah. like, you know, the, the, we all know what there and, the, uh, you know, a second case has come up now as well. So you got to figure that's going to kind of continue to, you know, make its way through the cycle of the wash here over the next year or so. Right. Yep. So that sucks to that extent. But if we're just kind of keeping it hockey here on the ice kind of stuff, I, I listen, I echo your sentiments. If you're if you're a Blackhawks fan. Things aren't going so bad right now, man. Like I'm happy with what's up. No, yep. no problems there. No problems. You could be San Jose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, absolutely. Yeah. What do you got for a beast this week, big guy? Well, the beast this week is, and I feel a little guilty about this one, but is Cairo. Cairo is Jordan Cairo suffering. Not great start to the season. Um, I think I feel a little bad because I. I traded him, but I obviously traded him at the right time for myself. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not totally sure what it is that's causing him to not get going, but it's it's not looking it's not looking great right now. He's just not. He's not feeling it. It seems to be. St. Louis is a little weird right now too. Um, I traded him to. Uh, to the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers are now having a, a, a rough, rough start to their year. But if you look at Kairou's numbers, he's got seven points. Fine. Um, two goals, five assists, but that's not where you want Kairou. That's not where you expect him to be. In, in my opinion, I yeah. look at him and he should be a much better player. There's too many nights where he's got zeros. Um, and specifically recently, He's got too many nights where where he's got some zeros, um, and that to me is you know his, this guy should be scoring goals and he doesn't. Well, he's so he's such a big part of what they do out there, right? Like, let's call it what it is here. I mean, you got Robert Thomas out there, Kairou and, and Bushnevich. If you want to kind of, you know, those are kind of their three weapons, if you will. I don't want to take anything away from a Brandon Sod or even a Braden Shen uh, type mm-hmm. deal. Shen kind of got a. a well, he didn't kind of get a hat trick. He did get a hat trick uh, the other night. So did Bushnevich. Um, So, you know, these are good players in their own right. But I think, you know, if you're the St. Louis Blues organization, you're sitting there and, you know, you kind of want uh, a Tom's Cairo uh, combo kind of leading the charge here for you. 
They're mm-hmm. actually on different lines right now. And I actually think that might be hurting Cairo a little uh, because if you want to call it what it is, he's probably on what, what would be their second line with Shen and Saad and Kasperi Kapanen is up there on the top line. Um, Kairou hasn't been devoid the past 10 games. He's got a goal and five assists in this past 10 games. But going back to that goal scoring, like you were mentioning, Scott, uh, one goal in the past 10 games, sorry, that's not what we're looking for. That's not um, You know, t- Thomas himself in his last 10 games has got six goals and eight assists, 14 points. So that right there, I think, is where you would no- normally want to see a Kairou, kind of yes. a 14 points in 10 games kind of deal here with six of those being goals. Yep. So... Yeah, I, I I do think you're 100 percent right here. Kairu is that I, I I would probably argue that yes, Kairu is probably the goal scorer of the St. Louis Blues. Like I mean, Ovechkin's your guy for goals in Washington. I would probably say if they were leaning anywhere in St. Louis, you're probably leaning Kairu. He's your kind of he had trigger 37 man. last year, not bad. Like 36 like, assists. He was 73 points. You know, I don't even think that like he's got that, it. Yeah, He's I don't think it. that's a ceiling. I, or at least I didn't think that that was a ceiling. No, I think this guy can bust over 80 for sure. Yeah. I, I, I think you probably have an 85-point guy here, and you're probably looking, you know, anywhere in that wheelhouse from, let's say, 35-ish in that 40, 41, 42 goals area. Mm-hmm. You could probably, you know, one, now, listen, I know that, you know, I could probably say that St. Louis is in somewhat of a retool, I guess, with some of the moves they made, you know, over the past couple of years here at deadlines and whatnot. But I- I'm sorry, Ushnevich, Thomas, Kapanen, Kairu, Shen, Saad, Verana, Hayes, Torpchenko. Like, th- this is still a team that's got some, has got a little bit you know, pushback here. Yeah. So, you know, to, to, to have Kairu where he is right now, it, it, it sucks. It sucks, and and obviously, you know, Ron paid a second rounder for him. Was expecting more out of him than this for sure. For and sure. yeah, I, I I think you know, especially when you kind of break things down to the goal scoring, Kairu, like yeah, bud, you're in beast territory here, bud. It's 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 time to kind of it's time you know, to turn it around in a big big way. So yeah, and, and like we said here, and I mean, it's you're you know, you're in this twenty game mark, right? You're kind of. Pulling, pulling up to this 20 game mark here. So it's, it's time. It's yep. time to start firing away and, and get things going here. So, I mean, to his Jesus defense, Ky- nobody on that team is really firing away on goals. No, no, no uh-huh. it, it's, it's been tough out there in St. Louis to start the, I mean, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think they have a win- winning record. I think they're seven and five. Um, uh, yeah. I, I don't think it's like, it's, there's just something missing Scott. Yeah, I mean, we we could sit there and and talk about the record and the whole nine, but there is, it's it feels like they're they're not firing in all cylinders, or at least as you know as much as they could. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see how things play out for them over the next little bit here. But Kairu, man, time to get it going, bud. Like let, let, let's let's crank it up a bit here, bud. Yeah. So that's my that's my beast for sure this week. What do you got? Fair. What do you got? Buttes. Well, for Buttes. This week, we're going to start her off with Noah Dobson. Now, you know, I've been kind of keeping my eye a little bit on this guy over the past couple of years. Tom snagged him and, and has kept his, you know, kept him and rightfully so. I mean, mm-hmm. in 12 games played, he's got 12 points, four goals and eight assists. And you know, in our league, Scott, that those four goals, that's, uh, that's eight. So basically we're looking in our league, we're actually looking at eight and eight. So he's got 16 and 12. Yeah, He's a plus four. 2444 uh time on ice as well. So he's logging some big minutes for them out there. He's on that uh, first power play. 
Um, the 12th, the former 12th overall pick in 2018, he's really rounding in the form. He's on a point per game, point per game clip. He's logging big minutes. Uh, like I said, he's on the, uh, the team's first power play unit and he's on the first pairing. His last 10 games, he's got 11 points. He's only 23. Yeah. Like it, 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 that kind of throws me off a little bit. I, I don't know why I feel like he's older, but yeah. he, I, if I'm not mistaken, he did get some games in when he was really young. Uh, I want to say the the year he either got drafted or that following year. So uh, it just feels like he's been around forever and he kind of has, but I expect him to be a little older than that. So still 23, lots of runway th- uh, there left. Shooting percentage, maybe a bit high. His career average is 6.4, but he's at 12.9. So, okay, there could be a little bit of regression there. Um, but you know what? I think this is... I think this could be a, a a decent piece to build around, depending on where your team's at. I, well, I shouldn't even say that. I mean, if you're a contending team, this is a nice little piece to add if you're willing to kind of pay up for it. Yeah. Uh, retool or rebuild, great little piece to have here. You know, I I, I don't think the Islanders are going to be your father's Islanders forever. And what I mean by that <laughs> is the Lou Lamarillo Islanders. Yeah. Uh, I think at some point here, the Islanders do like many other teams do and put a little bit of emphasis on skill and and raw talent and, and bringing more of that in, um, you know, is Dobson around for that? He certainly has a chance to, again, like I say, he's only 23. So lots of runway left. Um, you know, if, if for whatever reason, this guy happens to be, and, and I don't know why he would be on your, uh, any kind of a free agent list in any daily fantasy, but if for whatever reason, this guy ends up kind of on a free agent list, you're probably going to be, you know, diving at, at this guy to, to, to pick him up because he certainly, uh, he certainly is taking care of business out there and, and he's filling the stat sheet uh, in any way, shape or form that you want. I mean, he's got the plus mm-hmm. minus going, he's got the goals, he's got the assists. So, Hey, listen, Dobson, you're my first uh, beauty for the week. I think, um, Fa- and if you're in, if you're in any, any sort of league that, that counts, you know, blocks and stuff, he's got 32 oh, yeah. blocks, right? Like he's not just, he's not just hands here. All his the only the only piece that I would like to see him even off on a little bit is I think all his points or most of his points have come on the power play. So you like to see maybe a few more, you know, uh, five on five type type points. But you know what? You never you so can't difficult come... out there at five on five with the aisles, eh? It's just yeah. <laughs> it's it's an up it's an uphill battle for sure. But he's in a good spot, and you know what? Yeah. I think the most important important thing for him is he's getting the deployment right. Like he's getting yep. the big minutes now. He's finding himself on the power play, and you know he's into that game uh, quite a bit more than you know maybe a guy that's like at seventeen minutes, if you will, type of deal. So he's yep. just got a kind of a better feel for it there. Um, second beauty this week, Alex Iafalo out there in Winnipeg, mm. uh, part of the PLD trade, and he certainly is filling in quite nicely there. Um, Twelve points so far this year in thirteen games played. So. Kind of another one where don't know what more you want to ask out of this type of a guy. Uh, I mean, that's first line production right there. Easy. Uh, he's a plus four. That's in 1731 time on ice. Um, you know, he's playing on the, on the first line and he's playing on the first power play. And, you know, we kind of go over this a lot on a week to week basis because, listen, in fantasy hockey, if you're if player X can get some favorable deployment, i.e. if he finds himself on that first power play, um, if he's, you know, entrenched in that top six or, you know, even kind of pushing that that first line, uh, you know, you, you've got yourself a player there most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you got with Aya Fallow. This is the type of guy that's not really going to, you know, 
your Shifleys and 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 uh, your Connor Hell- Connor Hellebucks out there, your your Josh Morseys, those are guys that are kind of s- solidly in, in in the team's roster and probably part of their core, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I have follows that type of player, whether it's name recognition, whatever it may be. That's this is that type of guy that can fall to that free agent list, and 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 if you're astute with with your uh, managing your team, he's that he's that type of guy that you can pick up, and you know you maybe you're just picking him up for an injury, maybe you're picking him up for you uh, you know uh, just that one evening or a couple of evenings, maybe Winnipeg's playing a fair bit of games that week, but he could be that type of guy that you hold on to deeper, and I'm talking a couple months, two three months, see how it goes, and. I'm not quite sure how to how to say it, but he's just that type of guy that can kind of come, you know, you see him in and out a little bit on those free agent lists. But if you get him at the right time, and boy, it certainly seems like this might be that right time, you may be hanging on to him for quite a while. This may be not the, the type of guy that you're just letting go a couple of weeks down the road when, you know, uh, your injured player comes back or whatever the case may be. So again, he kind of mirrors a little bit what I was mentioning with uh, Noah Dobson. In the last 10 games, he's got 11 points. I know he had that uh, one game where he had four assists, so uh, yeah. there, it was heavy in the one game. But still, uh, you know, you, you're getting a, you're getting a guy that's basically filling in for PLD's loss production, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, like I mentioned, he's a great streaming option, um, type of guy that you want to bring in again with any kind of injury or anything like that. So, Alex Iafalo, you are my second beauty of the week. Anything yep. you want to touch on that there, Scotty? Or I just think if you're playing with uh, if you're playing on the line with Kyle Connor. Mark Shifley, I'll yeah, take I'll take whoever that is every day of the week. Things and, should uh, go pretty well. You got it. There's got to be, or some... it's an opportunity anyway. So the opportunity is open. Yeah, well, there's got to be some secondary apples there for you at the very oh, least. For sure. So I'm, you know what? I think that's a good one. I would definitely, if I'm streaming some guys in, he'd be a good guy to bring into uh, bring into it for sure. Well, this guy kind of follows the exact kind of suit. Maybe not the name recognition. You got the kind of big names out there in Pittsburgh, right? But we're talking about Brian Rust. 12 games played. He's got seven goals, five assists for 12 points. A point of game player. Plus seven in 18.43 time on ice. And I kind of hit on that 18.43 because a player of this ilk, right? Like, let's call it what it is. If he isn't on Crosby's wing, he's getting nowhere near that ice time. (laughs) So... Again, going back to favorable deployment, like this guy is attached to Crosby and has been, and just, just like Gensel has on the, on the other wing. So, you know, again, streaming option, I don't even need to go there. If this guy's in and out on that free agent list, he's certainly a guy that you're looking at a lot whenever you're, Mm -hmm. you're in need of anything injury or otherwise. Um, Like I've mentioned already, uh, exposure to Crosby alone. Yep. That 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 tempts you right there with that player, and and it's been that way even in our own league to a certain extent. If I'm yep. not mistaken, I do believe he's actually a free agent in our league right now. Uh, I think he's available at midseason. And and <laughs> sorry if we're sitting here at midseason, the guy's got 41 games played, sitting with 39 points. We know exactly what's happening there. Yes, Somebody's sir. picking him up at midseason. So you know what? I mean, again, our league is a little bit different. We always like to kind of remind you guys. We only have basically, other than trading uh, uh, throughout the year, we only have two areas where we're able to pick up players, and that's at the beginning of the season with our entry draft and our midseason draft the third week of January. So, you know, we're going to, I'm sure there's going to be tons of us looking at our chops here 
to mm-hmm. potentially get our hands on Brian Rust. And we're all going to be kind of in the same boat, just waiting for the bell to go off for midseason and see what happens. But uh, Brian Rust, you're my third uh, beauty this week. Yeah. Moving it over to, oh, go ahead. Do you oh, have anything just, you want to add to I, Rust? I just like, you know, he's on he's on pace for that 74, I think, right, right now. And so, which would be, I believe, his highest ever. I could be wrong about that. But, again, I think the one thing you'd love to see, uh, maybe in Daily Fantasy it's not so much. In our league, what you would love to see is him get on that first power play unit. Yeah. That's the only – if he gets up there, whew, forget about it. And, and, and again, that's because it's so stacked, right? I mean, yeah. Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, there's your forwards. Yeah. You got you got to you know, pump some pretty good players out for that. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I think you're probably sticking on the second power play. But, <laughs> hey, you never know. Injuries can, can cause things. I mean, you know, does does uh, Gensel go down with uh, something that re-aggravates from the in- injury at the beginning of the year? Who knows, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all that being said, my beast this week hits a little bit close to home. Um it's been a tough go here in Columbus for one Johnny Hockey, uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Goudreau. 13 games played this year so far with one goal. Yikes. Uh, five assists for six points, minus three with 19.40 time on ace. And like I re- have written down here, it's been an atrocious start for Johnny Hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I would say he's been hampered here uh uh, due to the injury of Patrick Lining. So, I mean, they're, you know, teams are able to focus so much more on him specifically, right? Um, guy's been benched by the head by head coach, uh, um, uh, coach Vincent already, uh, this season. So it's been tough to that point. Hopefully, he can get a season back on track. Um, listen, Liney's back, he was back last game. Um, I still don't think, uh, I, I don't believe that Goudreau hit anything in regards to a point production that game either. Um, he's got four points in his last 10. Obviously, we know much more is expected out of this guy. I mean, I'm not sitting here lying to anybody. He's a piece of my core. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. expecting this guy point a game without question. Uh, we're way off of that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just hasn't really come together at all in Columbus. Uh, you know, a dip last season, obviously. Um, never liked the move. Never liked when he signed there in the first place. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of... Uh, <laughs> getting a lot of um, uh, interesting trade proposals on X or Twitter. Uh, <laughs> about about Goudreau making his way back to Calgary would friggin' love it. Uh, and, and sure, anything to rekindle whatever. Um, but it just has not gone well for Goudreau this year. Um, it, it's going to be very hard for me to keep this guy in my lineup. Four games uh, in a week or not, it's getting to that point uh, for me. Uh, I just have other guys that are producing. So, listen, I'm I, I really don't know what they can do out there in Columbus. I think they're a little all over the map. I think the signing of Johnny Goudreau is kind of speaks to that a little bit. You know, you're trying to kind of build something. I, I, what I thought was a little bit more from the ground up with your draft and, and with high draft picks, you bring in a guy that's making 9.5 million. He's 29 years old. I think he's 30 years old now, uh, mm-hmm. if not older. Um, I, I just, I think it's kind of a team a little bit with, with a, uh, without any direction or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, and I just, listen, they've got some decent pieces coming up the pipe here. They got Fantilli, the whole nine yards. You know, Kent Johnson, I know, has been in the minors, but he's another piece that they brought in uh, fifth overall pick. I just, I just don't think that Goudreau kind of fits what's going on there. I, 
I think it was, you know, a Hail Mary between, you know, let's bring him in and let's have him feed Liney like a baby. It it just hasn't really come to fruition. And I, I don't know. I, like I say, just... we're at a point now where even if the guy plays four games a week for me, I got to I got to think about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no chemistry on this team whatsoever. Absolutely none. I can't see. I mean, it's rough when you start to see before you even start the season, you lose a coach and you do a whole bunch of those things. And like, I, I, I look at that, you know, so there should be a 30 for 30 coming up on that Calgary, that, that year they just traded everybody. Like, yeah, because it did not. No, I guess it wasn't a trade here, but they should have. But like, it it it's that's been a mess ever since that 21 22 season can you imagine though this guy i gotta believe if he had signed in boston or <laughs> the devils or wherever oh, like, don't even there were, don't there even were a few me. guys that they were talking about a few teams can you imagine that um i i just it sucks when you i mean i got i got huberto and i was trying to do the reclamation project too not happening um it so it's it's tough it, it's just tough to see like i mean you, it really is and, and and you know you know i've seen some uh columbus games or at least a couple of highlights here and there and like you, the, the, the hands are still there like everything's like it's just the end result is just nowhere near so i mean yeah you, you know what johnny sorry bud right yeah. now you're you're grabbing some pine, and until you can kind of get things heated up here, I I gotta go with guys like Giroux or something like that that are actually producing for me. So, yeah, you know what, Johnny, grab <laughs> some pine, grab yeah. some of that bench. Yeah. You, sir, are my beast for the week. Big beast, and Big there beast. you have it, bud. And there you have it, my friend. Week ten in the not, books. Not bad, Scotty not bad. Mac. Thanks a lot, man, for coming on this week. Really appreciate it. Always subbing in for Marty. He's at a wedding this week. You know, couldn't make it back there until late tomorrow night. So we have to have you jump on and appreciate you coming on and getting all your insight there, especially with your, uh, your sense. We dove deep into that, but yeah. man, oh man, I'll tell you Happy to. at the Edmonton Oilers, just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Tire not, fire right now, but tire fire. Not good. If I were a fan, if I were an Edmonton fan, I would be very worried. Thanks to everyone out there for listening. If you are interested in reaching out to us, you can email us at two guys, a league, and some guests at gmail.com. You can find our latest episodes on our website at twogalag.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter for all of our info. Our handle is at twogalag. That's the number two, followed by G A L A G. Thanks for listening, and until next time. <laughs>